Hi, I'm Sally Lucas. Our staff provide the best value for your holiday experience. Contact us today on 49298600 or visit our website, travelonking.com.au, to create your dream. We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. Sally Lucas, the seven top Australian places, the seven Australian wonders. Well, what are they? I guess we all have our own idea of what they might be, but this has just been put forward um, by you know one of these travel magazines. And... There's a lot of bucket list all over, experiences all over our wonderful country. That's what I feel anyway. Of course, Arnhem Land comes up there naturally as one of the places. Of course, now that we know that, you know, the, our Indigenous people have been here a lot longer than we thought. Yeah, 65,000 years, we heard. Amazing. Yeah. And, you know, they're finding implements that they didn't think people were making back then. So it's, it is quite incredible, isn't it? And you've got so much incredible variety, I guess, of scenery within Arnhem Land. It is really quite spectacular, as, apart from the rock paintings and everything else. I mean, the desert landscape up to sort of um, wetlands, to, you've got a whole, a whole gamut. So that definitely, to me, is a place you should go to. The other one that was put on here, which I thought was interesting, and I've been to as well, is Tilba down on the south coast and of course it's a gorgeous little place central tilba and tilba tilba as it's called and you can get some beautiful cheeses down there it's a lovely cheese area and they have famous local honey and ice cream but they're just like little morpeths i suppose so they're quaint little villages where you've got lots of arty crafty shops and people making their own you know artists artisanal breads and things like that and yeah so that's another lovely little place i'd agree with that one it's nice um i haven't done this but my husband did last year is the new or relatively new three capes track in tasmania which is quite a a beautiful walk you can do and it's quite um these steep dolerite cliffs where you go by the um you can view the cape pillar which is one of those famous pillars if you've never been to tassie you should go because that scenery down that bottom part of the east coast is is spectacular isn't it jane yes and and they call it organ pipe cliffs because it looks like a whole part of organ looks so ancient doesn't it Mm. i mean you look at those formations and think how many years it must have taken for those formations to happen so that's a walk where you have to bring your own food as well but um you have stay in huts along the way they've built some nice little huts with barbecue facilities and so on but you do have to carry your own stuff and your own rubbish and all that sort of thing although you can do bits of it in day trips you could but it would be wonderful to do it just do it in in the one hit the four-day walk kangaroo island yes i have been there and that again is a remarkable place as well and you've got those famous remarkable rocks which they say were sculpted over 500 million years ago and you can imagine that great southern ocean the amount of weather of course that you get coming on to Kangaroo Island, which is quite spectacular. And there's a five-day wilderness trail you can do there, which is a new walking route on the island's southwest coast. So that would be something really interesting to do. This I haven't done. It is the Houtman Abrolhos and Rottnest Islands off Western Australia. Um, and the Houtman Abrolhos are about 60 k's off the West Australian coast from Geraldton. And apparently it's quite an incredible archipelago if you fly over it as well. It's about 122 islands in the Abrolhos Islands. But apparently you can organise to go out there, you know, on a vessel. And, of course, you can get to Rottnest quite easily and see the quackers, as you do. And the other one which I haven't been to, Jane, is Mount Mulligan in the Sunshine State. And apparently it's one of the oldest. It's an ancient monolith. It's a tabletop mountain. So it's bigger, like Mount Connor is, you know, near Uluru. So it's actually bigger than Uluru. Um, so incredible, yes. And it's it's very uh, spiritual for the Indigenous people as well as Mount 
Mulligan. So it's about 160 kilometres from Cairns. And apparently it has had a colourful and sometimes dark history. So all very interesting. And the other one that came up was the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, which is a lovely special place down on the Victoria's Peninsula there. It is is gorgeous as well. So there's just some of those things that are great to do. Yes, and of course the Mornington's got lots of of views and lots of wineries. Lots of lovely wineries down Mm. there. You know, good food and wine experiences, which you get on Kangaroo Island, which you get in Tassie. Mm. You know, we've got some delightful Western Australia we mentioned Margaret River, you know, we've got some really delightful places. Good to potter around, I think. You know, if you get a car and just able to potter and really at leisure and just take it all in, soak it all up, it's, we're very spoilt in this country. And Sally Lucas, we're going to go flying and look at some things that we need to know and uh, also things that are going to make our trip easier. Yes, and then they're the ones I'd like to sort of focus on, but initially I will have to pass on some important information that has come across my desk this week. The US Department of Homeland Security and Transport Security Administration in the USA um, has introduced additional security processes for all flights to the USA now, regardless of country of origin. So it was only mainly from the Middle East countries, etc., and UK, some of the European countries. So they're, what they're saying now is please arrive at your departure airport early to complete check-in security and boarding requirements. You may need to go undergo rather additional screening processes, including inspection of your personal electronic devices. Um, passengers travelling to the US will have their passports checked prior to entering the boarding gate and may be asked to take part in additional security screening at that point as well. And your devices must all be fully charged prior to your flight, as you may be asked to switch them on during the security inspection. If they are not charged up, you may be asked to dispose of the item or be denied access to your flight if you can't turn it on. Mm, that sounds severe. So allow a lot of extra time now if you are travelling in that direction and also make sure you've got enough time if you've got a connecting flight to allow for that to happen. Now we talk about some better things. Travel apps, and everyone these days does have an electronic device. I mean, not many dinosaurs are left, I don't think, that are travelling. <laughs> I like dinosaurs. <laughs> I like dinosaurs too. I'm a bit of a dinosaur. But anyway, travel apps we're talking about. So there's one called App in the Air, which looks really good when I've had a look at it, and it's like your personal flight assistant. So what it does, it tracks your flights, it splits your flight into four stages, check-in, boarding, take-off, landing, and notifies you about flights. Text messages will reach you. Um, you can explore airports, weather, delays, currency info. So it sounds like a really interesting one. Um, There's another one called citymapper.com, which, of course, gives you maps. There's a Google Translate, which is a good one for you, obviously, translating uh, in each country. The Uber app, because Uber is worldwide, of course, now, so if you're wanting to take advantage of Uber, it's good to have that app. And the other one is XE Currency, which gives you all really up-to-date currency apps. So they're all good too. And it's uh, currency exchanges. Exchange rates, yes. Um, The other things too, like we say, is that... They've got even a, a site now you can look at how to pack your suitcase more efficiently. Oh, you, you can buy like, um, what shall I call them, sort of like pods where you can put things in so you're not, if you're having to go through a check somewhere, you're not lifting all individual clothes up. You've got your shirts in one little pack, your whatever. Or a lot of people like the, the rolling, the rolling, folding way of packing. But there's quite a good look to look at. Um, so Pack Point is another one you can look at as well. There's another one called Trip IT, which will help you uh, digitise copies of your ID and travel documents or save them onto a cloud-based or USB drive, smartphone or tablet, etc. Uh, 
Um, so, yes, it, and everything that you do pack, getting back to pack it, packing, put everything like heavier down the bottom, of course, like your shoes and anything else, and make sure all your lighter things are on top. And also be careful with toiletries, remembering that the, the, the gels and liquids still have to be, you know, only 100 mils or less and in a little Ziploc bag that you present when you go through customs. Um, and make sure everything's charged up if you need it to be, etc., um, have some emergency toiletries in case your luggage goes astray. I always say emergency bit of underwear or something in your hand luggage as well. Um, yeah, so there's lots of things you can do now that will really make your trip a little bit more pleasant. And ah, for long-haul flights. For long-haul flights. So these are some tips for long-haul flights. And, of course, for us, we're well, looking at about 24 hours if we're going to Europe, and most of us do head to Europe at some stage. So... Again, it's choosing your seat. Now, whether you want a window seat or whether you prefer an aisle seat or whether you don't want to sit over the wing. So sometimes you've got to pay now for seating, as you know, but if you're prepared to do that to get the seat you want, get in early and do that. Um, and also you can do those exercises to do on the plane. You'll find them listed in lots of different websites. You can just Google exercises to do on the plane just because it's unnatural for our body to be sitting for 24 hours. Um, and you get the pooling, of course, where you worry about the DBT, you know, with your, that thrombosis. It's all, so the stockings are always a good idea for your long flights as well if you're prone to any sort of swelling or anything like that. Um, getting your body prepared, as they say, it's even a good idea the day before if you're a person that goes to the gym, spend some time at the gym or do a lot of stretching or walking that just prepares you for that 24 hours in the sitting position. Unless, of course, you're flying business class where you're lucky enough to be able to lie down and have a kip. <laughs> um, as we've mentioned, of course, uh, powering all your devices up, um, load your computer with anything additional you want, like music, movies, e-books, etc. Um, again, get comfy on a plane. You don't dress up to go on a plane. I mean, you don't look like a rag bag, but you want to go in comfortable, loose clothing. There's nothing tight around the waist. Usually pants, I think, are a great idea on a plane is the easiest thing. Um, and then whether you, you know, want to take some socks or something as well, because your feet can get cold. Um, you, know, you know, even in summer, like your feet can get quite cold. Um, and also a, a good a pashmina or a shawl for a lady's handy. You can use it as a blanket. You can wrap it around you. You can roll it up and use it as a pillow unless you take your own little pillow, which some people do, which you might want to do or even the neck collars, um, and a mask is a good idea, a mask, and also noise-cancelling headphones. My God, I've just, ever since we bought our Bose headphones, I cannot believe the difference it makes, how much noise cuts off a plane, even though the A380 is quieter if you're flying on that than some of the others, that it does really make a big, big difference if you can cut that noise and it lets you get sleep better. And of course, hydrate, 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 hydrate. And as we said, water. exercise, and that means water <laughs> and lots of it. Yes. Less alcohol, more water. <laughs> Great tips for long haul flights. And we all do have to suffer that if we're going further than New Zealand. Exactly. <laughs> and it's hot deals time, Sally Lucas. What's around? Firstly, Jane, I'd like to talk about a program for seniors for 60 plus. And there's some lovely programs come out called Seniors Coach Tours for the Kimberley area and for Tasmania. And they look absolutely amazing. One that I love the look of, Best Cruises of Tassie. It's a new tour they've got, which features four amazing 
cruises, Wine Glass Bay on the Freycinet Peninsula, Pyman River on the west coast, the Arthur River in the Tarkine in the northwest, and Cataract Gorge in uh, Lossenfeston. And if that's not enough, they also include two nights at Cradle Mountain as well. But there's a range of lovely tours covering both those areas, and some of them have still got early bird um, bonuses on them. And also, if you've got a, your own group of eight or more friends, they'll also give you 5% discount as well. Lovely, lovely programs for seniors, just, just fabulous and really good value for money. Um, also, this is something new for Australia as well. This is a new launch of Gourmet Travel Adventures Australia. Now, this is small group touring, maximum 20 passengers, and you're staying in premium to luxury accommodation to a range of different areas in Australia. King Island... Um, you're doing Tasmania Taste Time. You're doing a Seafood Lovers, which is in uh, South Australia. You've got one in Melbourne, Flavours of Victoria, that's taking in all the lovely winery areas that we've mentioned there. Uh, there's a Murray Gourmet one doing the whole Murray region as well. Um, and also Paradise on a Plate, which is Noosa in the hinterland. And they even go to that beautiful restaurant there that I've been to. Oh, gosh, what's it called? Something Spirit, I can't remember the exact name, but they go there as well for one of the dinners, and it is really spectacular. So I love all these new things coming out. It's great. Yeah, interesting combinations yeah, of things. Yeah, fantastic. Um, we're sort of diversing more and more in Australia what we are offering our, you know, our homegrown travellers, I think, which is really excellent. Um, there's some solo travellers... Um, Discounts, or sort of say discounts, you're not paying for. You're going at the um, normal twin rate on a range of cruises with UniWorld in Europe on the river cruises. So keep that in mind, which is worth considering. And also on Ponant cruises, which do a lot of luxury cruising in different ranges of the uh, Pacific Ocean, down Antarctic, even up to the Mediterranean. There's a new um, resort. It looks absolutely stunning, Jane. Just opened up on the Maldives, which they've got a special offer at the moment. So it's five nights, return air with Singapore Airlines, return speedboat transfers, an over-the-water ocean villa, breakfast daily. And it's actually giving you a 50% opening offer discount to stay there. I don't know whether I can even pronounce it, Jane. The Grand Park Cota Peru. Maldives. So that would be absolutely spectacular. Uh, Variety Cruises have also got a two-for-one with some of their European cruises now on different vessels, all the small ship cruising from everything to yachts to sort of just cruises, which are really lovely. Uh, The Seychelles as well, Jewels of the Cyclades, Spain, Portugal, Atlantic, and there's also no single supplement on that as well. And if you're thinking Christmas, Albatross Tours have got some wonderful programs doing all the markets again in Germany and Austria. Uh, Departing third November and 8 December. It's 10 days and it's from under $3,500 per person with most wonderful, wonderful stays where you're staying even in Rothenburg in the cobblestone streets of that walled, ramparted city, which is fantastic. The Baroque town of Würzburg, Nuremberg, um, Oberammergau, Salzburg, Nuschwanstein Castle, Linderhof Palace, which is just amazing. And then they're they've all also amazing. got they're all amazing. Or if you don't want to go there, you could have a Christmas in a French Alpine village where you can have two or five night stays in the French Alps with lots of wonderful inclusions. So lots happening as usual, Jane. Fantastic. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday. Thanks to our sponsor Travel On King on two NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Two NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.